Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, money, women, and being a fucking man without making any apologies for it. I'm your host, Mark Singh. And I'm John Anthony. And today we came up with a quick quick topic uh, based on some of the based on some of the conversations John and I have been having of late. And um, I'm pretty much straight edge. I've never been I've never been drunk, never smoked marijuana, have never smoked cigarettes, I've never done anything. And uh, including I guess the most extreme thing I take what are you doing, man? Taking a selfie to brag that I have a podcast to my bitches. What a dweeb. <laughs> dweeb overload. The most extreme thing I take is probably creatine or maybe branch chain amino acids. Now, I'm not against drugs per se. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's just not for me, man. When I was uh, when I was a kid, my grandmother was killed by a drunk driver. And so I decided in my little kid brain at that time that I wouldn't that I wouldn't drink. And I happened to get into straight edge punk rock. Do you know what you know what straight edge is? Yeah. Yeah, I was in a I was in a hardcore straight edge punk rock band in high school and college, so that kind of kept me out of like the drinking scene. But it's funny because I used to throw when I got out of that band, I got into a different band and I wanted to have people come over to my house to listen to my music, but we kind of sucked. So I needed something to entice them. So I yeah. used to throw keg parties at my house so nice. that my band could play, but I would never drink it. I've also been a bartender and uh, obviously I spent a shit time in bar shit, shit load of time in bars. So um, I encourage the intoxication of others. I just mm-hmm. don't participate in myself. And um, I've kind of thought about I've thought about doing some SARMs, like I've read some of the articles on your website and I've thought about, you know, doing some performance enhancing drugs that are legal. I don't think I'd ever do steroids per se, although my education about these kinds of things isn't quite to where yours is. But I don't know. I just uh, I'm 42. Uh, Most people tell me I look younger than that. And I attribute it to this clean lifestyle that I live. You know, I drink a ton of water, meditate every day, try to sleep at at least eight hours uh, you know, eat super clean, don't do drugs, don't smoke, don't drink. And I think that's part of the reason, you know, I look young, but at the same time, I don't necessarily condone or judge others who do drugs such as yourself, you know, like the performance enhancing drugs. It's just, uh, for me, I like the, the natty lifestyle as it were, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, if someone's on the gear, which a lot of guys are at the gym, more power to them, man. You know, as long as, as long as it's healthy, I guess, because it can get into body dysmorphia a lot as of times. As long as it serves you, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. For me, you know, I just I just maintain that clean lifestyle. It works well for me when I'm gaming. You know, I'm not drunk, so I can I can think clearly, and uh, control the conversations a lot easier. And you know, I hope it expands my lifespan. Uh, that's the overall point of why I do it. Yeah. Yeah, so it was funny because Mark and I were talking about uh, the topic today, and uh, I was like, "Performance enhancing drugs," and then we both kind of laughed because because Mark was like, "Well, I don't I don't do any drugs," and I was like, "Yeah, I know." And then I was like, "Well, why don't we show both perspectives then, right?" Because I mean, I'm uh, I'm pretty vocal about my my use of and by performance enhancing drugs. By the way, I don't just mean like steroids. I mean anything that enhances your cognitive performance, your social charisma, your uh, you know, physical performance. I mean, any of that, right? So I'm I'm pretty vocal about that. And uh, by the way, guys, it's a quick side note too. Like, so many dudes who claim they're quote unquote natural, uh, like you know, fucking Kino Body and Connor Murphy. By the way, I'm calling them out. 
Uh, they, I promise you, I'm like 99% sure they're not natural. You can tell there's signs you can tell. Kino body? Um, Ki- yeah. K-I-N-O? Yeah, yeah, Kino body. Uh, and uh, oh. Connor Murphy. Yeah, that dude's fucking can, jacked. Yeah, well, it's it's not just that he's jacked. So there's, there's a few signs you can tell when someone's on uh, steroids. They're either... So it's 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 a, it's a combination of things, but one sign is they're very big and also very lean. It's because mm. when you're a natural, it's easy to get very big or very lean, but it's extremely difficult to be both. Mm. Um, another sign is the deltoids. So there's certain muscles that have more androgen receptors than others, mm. um, namely your deltoids, your shoulder muscles, and your traps, which is your neck. Mm. Those get very exaggerated when people are on steroids. Mm. In addition to that, a lot of these YouTubers that say, oh, I'm natural, they'll lose a lot of their gains. So they'll get really jacked and then they'll lose a lot of their gains for like three or four months and then they'll start getting their gains back. And what they'll say is, oh, I had like, like Kino Body, he was like, oh, I had a shoulder injury or something like that. And Connor Murphy was like, oh, I got, I got, you know, busy with work, which may be true, but usually that just means they were on steroids. They took a three month break like you're supposed to do and then oh. they got back on the fucking steroids. Um, so, but that, that little rant, it just pisses me off. Cause like they'll sell courses, you know, using their steroid bodies, uh, and say, you can look like this too, but you, you can't unless you're on roids. Right. But regardless, that's, that's a fucking giant thing for itself. Now, hold on a second. So are you on steroids right now? No, no. What, what I, are, I what are SARMs then? So, uh, steroids and SARMs. Let's, let's talk about that. That's a good thing to talk about. So I haven't been on, st- I was on steroids, uh, Two different cycles, two different times. I haven't been on roids in years. Uh, and personally, I don't think that you should get on roids unless you have something uh, career-wise to gain for it. So if you're like a, a professional bodybuilder, if you do photo shoots, right, uh, for fitness marketing, things like that, right? Uh, or if, you know, what, whatever it is, right, you're a, an athlete or something. Um, SARMs, I think, are a lot different. So with SARMs, uh, I think that they're, first of all, much safer, um, way, way less side effects. Um, the, the biggest thing in my opinion is don't do them until you're at least 18, uh, ideally older. Um, and to kind of summarize real quick, cause we, I, I can talk about this stuff for ages. I love it. And we're trying to keep this podcast uh, under 30 minutes, but basically SARMs stands for selective androgen receptor modulators. And what that means is that, so you have steroids, right? And there's a lot of different steroids. There's testosterone and there's different forms of testosterone and anthate and, and whatever. There's uh, trenbolone and, and dianabol, all different kinds of shit. And there's different kinds of SARMs too. The biggest difference is that steroids, they activate uh, all of your androgen receptors or at least a, a large number of them. And so what that does is it leads to a lot of muscle gain, but it also leads to a lot of side effects, right? So that's why, you know, when you're on steroids, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they attach to the androgen receptors in your body that tell you to build muscle, but they also attach to the androgen receptors, uh, you know, in, in, you know, your heart, right? Your heart muscle and in your, you know, your prostate and and different shit like that. Right. So they cause a lot of, uh, issues, right? In addition to that, there's, uh, you know, you're, you're basically injecting a hormone into your body. So there's much more suppression of your natural production with SARMs. The reason they're called selective androgen receptor modulators is because they selectively target the receptors in your body that uh, encourage your body to put on muscle. And they don't target the ones like in your heart, for example, in soft tissue muscles, uh, or I forget if it's, uh, yeah, I think it's soft tissue or smooth tissue muscles. They don't target those. So you have less side effects, right? So uh, one other way to put it 
is there's a, uh, a metric called the uh, anabolic ratio. And uh, what this is, is it's the ratio of basically the muscle growing effects to the uh, side effects of something. So with pure testosterone, the ratio is 100 to 100. So that's, you know, 100 out of 100 muscle growth, 100 out of 100 side effects, right? Uh, with a, a SARM like um, Testolone, RAD140, the ratio is 90 to 1. So it's 90% as effective as pure testosterone, but only 1% of these side effects, right? So I think that SARMs are, um, there needs to be more research done. Um, I've been on multiple cycles of SARMs and I've posted my results. In fact, if you actually Google SARMs before and after, I'm the very first uh, blog post that comes up on Google. So nice. you can check that out. Yeah. Um, so I think they're a great alternative to steroids. Um, you know, they do cost a little bit of money. Um, but the, the biggest thing too is don't, uh, don't do any PEDs, performance enhancing drugs, uh, until you've been lifting solidly for like two or three years, you know, because mm -hmm. most of what you're going to get the benefit from is just lifting and dieting properly. And mm -hmm. if you're not doing that, you know, and you just take SARMs, like, yeah, you'll get some benefit, but you know, 90% of the benefit is, is going to come from actually working out and eating right in conjunction with that. Now, how long is the cycle? Is it three months? Usually it's two to three months and how, then you take a break. And how much would it cost if I were to do that? Um, so it depends on the cycle, but you could probably do it for uh, between like 250 to like $500. And me being 42 years old, having never done anything in my life, having mm. what I feel reaching a point where I'm not getting that much bigger, would it be able to get me past that plateau? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and what yeah, would be the side effects? So when I, when I did SARMs, the, uh, the, the biggest side effects I got, I, I didn't really get any, but, um, I'd say the biggest one was just like maybe like a little bit of, a little bit of acne, uh, oh. just cause like your testosterone is, is going to change and you're going to, anytime you build muscle and like, you know, go to the gym a lot, you, you're just going to get a little bit more acne naturally, I guess, cause you're sweating and stuff like back. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't I mean, I posted pictures on my blog. It wasn't bad at all. Um when I did steroids, it was a thousand times worse. I mean, really? the, the the back knee was unreal, dude. Yeah. Um Don't steroids so, fuck with your body long term, too? Yeah, so if you're on them for a long period of time, it depends so it depends on the dose and the type of steroid and the length that you take them for. Hmm. So, I personally, I don't think it's that big of a deal if you do it once or twice with moderate doses. Mm -hmm. The biggest problem is these guys like uh, John Skywalker, uh, you know, these 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 guys that get on like Tren, because uh, because going back to the the uh, anabolic ratio, testosterone's 100 to 100, right? Tren is 500 to 500. So it's five times more powerful than testosterone at building muscle, but you have five times the fucking side effects, right? Um, which is why guys on trend, there's, there's like a whole list. There's like something called trend cough where your lungs like get fucked up and you're just coughing all the time. Like there's all kinds of terrible side effects. So they're basically sacrificing, uh, you know, like 50 years of their life that they're going to be in bad well, health to just look good. Dude, that's what I heard is that, you know, those like gigantic bodybuilders that are mm -hmm. not natural. I think there's two different divisions, isn't there, in the bodybuilding realm? Well, anyway, yeah. the big motherfuckers are always on, usually on steroids, I think. But dude, I heard the average lifespan for those guys is like 45, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with WWE uh, wrestlers because they're always like on roids and taking pills. Like, yeah, I mean, if you take a shit ton of roids, it's going to, like I said, it, it fucks your heart up, right? Because with uh, roids, they target all of your androgen receptors and there's androgen receptors in your heart. 
right? There's, there's androgen anywhere in your body that there's uh, smooth muscle tissue, which is like organ tissue, it's, it's going to be affected, right? And if there's one thing you don't want to be fucking affected by roids, it's your fucking organs, right? Dude, um, does the heart get all big? Because it's a muscle. Yeah, it literally. It gets bigger and, and it's so big that it has trouble like contracting properly. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, dude. It, it, it's like, <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so I definitely, you know, that's... that's uh, even, you know, even though they gain a lot of money from it and it's a career choice, like, no. I don't think it's a good idea, you know? Bro, I'm so um, anti that. Like, that's yeah. so anti. What I, I want to live to be old, dude. I want to be, yeah. like, the wise old man on the mountain who comes out with this big, like, big beard. Yeah, 107-year-old beard. Yeah, and silken man, like a Chinese, uh, silken hair, like a Chinese man flowing in the breeze. And they yeah. say, what is the secret of life? And I just say, Game. more laughter. <laughs> yes. And then I, I go back in my cave and they're like, damn. Pro, so profound <laughs> two words so incredible yeah um yeah so we should probably also touch upon uh uh like different nootropics like modafinil adderall nicotine with my fucking my e-cig right here uh you know different things like uh like those or alcohol i feel like is a big one too yeah. so um what's what's your experience been with uh you know obviously seeing guys drunk and like going yeah. out and, and gaming and stuff oh bro like gaming i just feel like i have such the advantage over other guys and, and girls for that matter because i always have a clean head mm. and i tell girls you know they're like why aren't you drinking i'm like oh i don't i don't drink i've never i've never had a sip in my life and they they always are like whoa that's really cool only once only once have i had a girl say that it was like stupid she's like why why like what the fuck and I said, you know, um, sorry I make you feel uncomfortable about your vices, but it's just a personal choice. No, no need to take it personally, you know. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, totally. So um, most of the time I get a really positive reply. And then, you know, when guys try to AMOG me, it's just I'm I'm so much clearer than they are. And um, when I talk to girls, you know, sometimes it's annoying because I always say like one dinosaur claw, they're pretty drunk. Two dinosaur claws, you can't deal with them. They're too, yeah. fu they're too fucked up. Cause they're like, they're just too messed up. So uh, I've had nothing but positive experiences from it. Um, I found it saves me money. I'm able to have a six pack because you know, I don't drink beer, which I understand yeah, has a lot empty of calories, sugar yeah. and calories. So, um, you know, I'm 42 and I'm, I'm like, I have a six pack, which is pretty fucking rare. And, um, honestly I, I look young because I think, I think alcohol, uh, dehydrates you. Yeah. And so, you know, I drink a lot of water and I just, I just like that natural lifestyle. You know, I enjoy meditating and I did, I did, I have to say this, I did do shrooms once. And mm -hmm. the reason I did shrooms is because, um, I had this girlfriend at the time and her friend was like really spiritual and I was really into spirituality, meditating every day. And she said, Oh my God, since you meditate all the time and you've accessed these deeper states, if you do shrooms, you're going to have the most enlightening experience of your life. And I was like, really? Yeah. And I was like, ah, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not interested. And like, they just kept writing me. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to get to the end of my life and not know kind of what, what it's like to be intoxicated. So I'll do this one thing. And we went out into the woods and I did shrooms. And I'll have to say this, smoke and fucking mirrors, man. It was yeah. nothing compared to meditation. No, it was a joke. How I'm, much did you have? What happened? It was like good shit. I threw up. Oh yeah. I, I like threw up, uh, I don't know, like they, they put it in a styrofoam cup with Sprite mm -hmm. and then they just mixed it up at the bottom. And apparently it was like really strong because they've done it a lot themselves. Yeah. And 
I mean, it was okay, but in my opinion, compared to compared to meditation, it was the difference between masturbation and sex. Yeah. So what what did you see? Like, what happened? I just I don't know. Like, my girlfriend's face was all warpy, and then I was listening to meditation music and laying back, and the clouds were going over, and it was like the clouds like looked all weird going with the music, and then. One of the funny things was is that you have like extreme emotions from one end of the spectrum to the other. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I wonder what Michael's doing right now. Michael's my brother. I was like, yeah. I wonder what Michael's doing. And then I start crying and I'm like, I love him so much. I love him. And then I start laughing. I'm like, why am I crying about my brother? You know, it's like these extreme emotions. Yeah. So it lasted, I don't know, three hours or something. I can't, I don't really remember the time, four hours maybe. And then afterwards, I was just like, dude, look, I haven't done all the drugs. I've never been drunk. I, I can't make a comment about whether or not it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. um, but based on that one experience with shrooms, it's like nothing compared to meditation. I've had experiences meditating where the only word I can explain it is ecstasy. Yeah. Pure yeah. ecstasy. My body, my perception, like I felt like I was the entire universe expanding, like I was vibrating with whatever. And, and I had had that experience before I did the, the shroom. So to me, it like did not even compare. It didn't even dip a toe into the pool of what's possible meditating. So, yeah. you know, based on that experience, I wasn't impressed. And that's kind of why I haven't done anything since. Yeah, yeah. No, so I – don't get me wrong, guys. Uh, like I think that – so I, I meditate every day. I visualize. Do you meditate I every day? Out. Yeah, every oh, day, every morning and every night. Oh, um, damn, you know, twice a day. Oh yeah, yeah. How I mean, I, I'm a huge believer in meditation. Mm. Uh, ten minutes every morning, ten minutes every night. Okay. Uh, sometimes if I'm going through something and I'm I'm feeling off, I'll meditate as well. Um, so I think nice. that my thing is I like to combine the natural methods with the uh, chemical methods. And mm. and my thing is drugs. They're they're a tool, right? And and by drugs I mean like like anything like nicotine, alcohol, whatever. Like drugs are a tool. Caffeine's a drug too. I I drink caffeine. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Yeah. So, and that's, that's my thing is strange. like, so like with alcohol, for example, it's a tool and if you fuck it up, uh, and misuse it, then you're going to get screwed over. So what I find is that guys who drink, they get in state faster, but they yeah. crash harder Yeah. and there's other lifestyle effects like costing a lot of money and, and your health, et cetera. Um, guys that don't drink when they go out, it, they're slower to get into state, mm -hmm. yep. but by the end of the night, they can maintain the state because yeah. it was natural and they don't crash as hard. Right. Um, so for me, I like um, what I do is I try to leverage because every every drug basically has good and bad. And so I try to leverage the good and deleverage the bad. Right. So, for example, like, uh, you know, with modafinil and Adderall and different stimulants like that. Right. Uh, when I'm on them, I can work extremely well for, you know, depending on how much I take and if it's instant release or, you know, whatever, if I redose, I can work very well for eight to 12 hours of just laser focus, just you know, thinking outside the box, super clear. Then there's a crash, right? A little bit of crash, so I'm not as focused, et cetera. So what I try to do is I leverage the up, so I create a list of my most important, you know, life-changing, high return on activity tasks, high return of investment in tasks, and I do those, and then I just relax during the come down, right? What people fuck up, I think, is they, first of all, they get dependent. They don't take breaks, right? That's the biggest thing that I think is going to fuck you up is if you do something regularly for an extended period of time and you become dependent on it, right? Right. Um, so I try to take breaks each week. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll do uh, either one or two days a week 
or where I take a break or I'll go for, you know, two or three weeks and then I'll take a break for a week out of the whole month. Right. Um, so, you know, when I'm working, I like to use nicotine, for example, um, all these different things to stay focused. And I think that there, there are downsides, um, but I try my best to mitigate them so that I can get the benefits without, uh, you know, having all of the, the downsides as well. Right? Yeah, that's so smart. that's, that's, that's my biggest thing is like, I think that drugs are a tool and I think that a lot of people, most people misuse them and they, they just can't, they just don't know how to, you know, fucking do this shit. Right. Cause when, when I think of drugs, right. I think of some idiot who like has a shitty minimum wage job, doesn't have a business, uh, just like, you know, shitty life, doesn't know game, doesn't, isn't in self-help. Um, so I think that most people probably just shouldn't do them and can't handle them. But there are a few people I think that like myself who we're, we've got our shit together, and if you leverage the drugs properly, in addition to, you know, I drink kale juice every fucking day, I meditate every, in addition to those things, yeah. it's like, with those things, your baseline gets up to here, and then with the, the drugs, whatever, you know, nicotine or, or you know, Adderall for focus, uh, you know, alcohol or, or Adderall for, uh, for socializing, your state gets up to here, yeah. right? And then there's a crash, but you can sort of leverage that state because when you're on drugs, you can hit a higher state than someone who, who isn't on drugs, right? In general, like there's, there's probably exceptions, but in general, right? So what I try to do is get to that peak state and then do my most important work then and there, and then ride it out and basically deleverage the downsides. So with Adderall, uh, you and I have talked about Adderall and you're, I don't know if I should be saying this online, but you're like, I'll send you some. Is that okay to say? Probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. You you said you would spiritually send me some. Uh, I, or, meant, I meant yeah, I meant emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, ah, you know, you know, I'm good on that. But that's one thing I've been interested in. I saw a documentary. I think it was on Netflix about like how most college kids are on Adderall now. Like it's just yeah. it's just normal. And you know, being in internet marketing and being it that we have to stay self motivated, um, it's it's tempting sometimes for me to think, man, I wonder what I could accomplish, you know, doing something like that. But then I choose I choose not to do it because I also think it's a matter of discipline and mm -hmm. I like to have I like to have like a strong baseline and the thought that no matter what happens, I know I have me. Like let's say society collapsed and we didn't have access to these things. I You're know that on yourself, not the drug kind of. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. again, I don't judge. I, I really don't dude. I really don't judge people who drink. I don't judge you. In fact, I'm very curious because, um, even on this podcast, I'm very curious, like, what could I, what could I you know, possibly achieve or how does John do that? But I think the final conclusion I come to is always just like, I like to, I always said, since I was a kid, I like to follow my own lead, uh, rely on myself. And so that's just my, my, my thing. It's just my jam, right? And whatever your thing is, I think if you were to do drugs, I think John's method is absolutely the best way to do it. Don't become reliant on it. Leverage it to your advantage in an intelligent way without you know becoming addicted, which so many mm -hmm. people do. Yeah. Um, my best friend in childhood is, is homeless, addicted to meth right now. And it's, it's, it's crushing, man. It's crushing. I've, I've tried to do everything for the guy. You know, that's a whole fucking podcast in itself. But... Um, maybe that's part of the reason I don't do it as well, you know, cause mm -hmm. I've seen what it's done to his life, that extreme end of it. But if you can maintain discipline in using it, all pow more power to you, man. I mean, look yeah. how much you've accomplished with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know, I know people that were in my family that were close to me that 
uh, you know, had trouble with heroin. One guy uh, died of a fucking uh, a dirty needle. Oh, so, man. yeah, I mean, my I've never I've never like been addicted, and I think the reason why is just because addiction comes from not really having a purpose in life. Because mm. you know, one thing that I really liked uh, that Thomas Aquinas said was when man is devoid of spiritual pleasures, he will inevitably turn to carnal pleasures. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have that mm. internal spiritual uh, you know, compass where you're you're thinking to yourself, I want this in life, I want that in life, I want to do these things. You have this sort of toward focus, right? Like right. we talk about in NLP. Yeah. When you don't have that, it's like, okay, like, do I want to go to my shitty minimum wage job, or like do heroin? You know? Yeah. And it's like a pretty clear decision from someone in that mindset. So yeah. I think that that's a big thing too, guys. Is like, you know, if you're not on top of your shit. Um, you know, and, and you're not motivated, then it can be pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there are a select few people who can use those things well, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, even when I, even when I go out too, I don't, I don't like drinking that much. Sometimes I will if I have friends, but in general, uh, especially when I go out alone, it, I'm so much sharper. It's you're slower to warm up, but you're so much sharper by the end of the night that pulling is like fucking easy. Yeah. Because guys are like, you know, trying to amog you with their fucking drunken bullshit, and you're just yeah. like zoom, 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 like in the zone. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and one last note too on on shrooms and uh, and uh, acid. I think you have a, a client coming up, Mark. I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I think that meditation, so spirit, inner growth, and the natural healthy lifestyle should always come first, right? Mm. But I have used, uh, you know, LSD shrooms, things like that to uh, try to attain ego death. And I think that the one thing that I like about those things is anything that's on your subconscious mind is generally going to come to the forefront. So if, if you've been lying to yourself about a certain relationship mm. or if you've been hiding something from yourself about your things in life, doing those things is a good way to bring that to the forefront. Yeah. And uh, that's why some people, you know, they get really crazy and unstable on LSD or on shrooms because they have so much repressed shit that they haven't dealt with. So, oh, yeah. uh, as with anything, man, I think it's a tool. And I think that if you use it well and properly, then you can minimize the downsides and gain a lot of benefits. I so. like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I respect your, I respect your viewpoint for sure, man. I think that's Thank cool. You. I respect yours too, man. Hey, mutual respect, different <laughs> perspectives. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, I do have a client here starting and, and bait, Based on that, uh, I do offer NLP coaching. NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. You can learn more about that by going to coachmarksing.com, M-A-R-K-S-I-N-G.com, coachmarksing.com, and uh, find out how you too can blow through sticking points and become more successful with women. John? All right. I've got my blog, masculinedevelopment.com. I've got hundreds of free articles. Go there. Check it out. If you want to learn the uh, inner details about, you know, the SARMs that we talked about, selective androgen receptor modulators, uh, go to gettheperfectbody.com. I sell a product called Body of an Alpha where I talk about my workout routine, all that different stuff. And Alpha Supplements, which is a bonus, comes free with when with uh, Body of an Alpha when you mm-hmm. buy it. And that includes all of the hardcore supplements that I, you know, I take, SARMs, how to take them, et cetera. So gettheperfectbody.com. And uh, yeah, with that, I think we're we're out. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. See you next time.